welcome to this BJSM podcast. I'm Nicole van Dijk, a physio in the rehabilitation department at the Aspetar Sports Medicine Hospital in Dawa, Qatar. It is my pleasure to welcome Professor Lasbo Andersen, the head of the Center for Research in Childhood Health at the University of Southern Denmark and also a professor at the Norwegian School of Sports Sciences, as well as Dr. Jeppe Borlausen, who together with Dieter Bathelsen, a medical student at Copenhagen, completed this project on exercise intervention at the Institute of Sports Science in Copenhagen. So gentlemen, well, thank you for shortening your ski trip to be with us today. And uh, congratulations on this excellent paper. Um, the question seems to be, are we being effective in our clinical practice by prescribing physical activity that works? Jeppe, will you kick us off and just explain the basic idea behind this review? Yeah, thank you uh, very much, Nicole, and uh, thank you for having us. Um, well, the, the idea arose as the field of sports injury prevention over time has grown to have gathered quite amount of evidence on several different types of interventions. But uh, so far, very few efforts to compare and prioritize these different intervention types uh, have been made. Um, injuries are a major economical and personal problem um, and may even spoil an entire career for, uh, of an athlete but also for the ordinary person participating for health reasons, an injury may interrupt exercise uh, and it can be difficult and frustrating um, to return to full capacity. There has been a trend in elite sports over the last decades to, to use programs that covered a little bit of everything, strength training, balance and coordination exercises and stretching exercises. But to our knowledge, no one had uh, quantified the literature to see if this approach is justified. We wanted to extract further knowledge on not just uh, whether or not each type of intervention was effective, but also how effective, and perhaps even more interesting, which approach were, were the most effective in comparison to the other. Uh, we perceive that that's to be the most interesting when clinicians and athletes need to prioritize which intervention they they should use with their limited amount of time. As a medical doctor, I've experienced an increasing interest from patients and athletes in their fitness and, and own well-being. And with the internet and other sources, research and know-how is is getting ever more widespread. So we hope that uh, that the attention the article has received on social media, uh, uh, such as Twitter and Facebook and so on, um, is an expression that we've achieved our aim to put out a message that also non-researchers and enthusiastic uh, athletes can relate to and understand. We're currently uh, working on a sequel that focuses on the qualitative aspect of these 25 studies. Uh, in attempt to extract further hypothesis and as detailed uh, guidelines for sports injury prevention as possible. Thank you, Jeppe. I, I think we will all look forward to, to a sequel to this uh, very exciting study. And you're right, there has been quite a bit of interest from BJSM readers and from the medical fraternity at large. Can you elucidate a little bit on the main findings of the study and uh, also if you were uh, surprised by these results? Yeah, of course. Um, 
In our view, one of the most interesting conclusions of these results is that despite being able to effectively reduce sports injuries, these multiple exposure programs uh, doing a little bit of everything um, fall, seem to fall short of the potential in, for example, strength training, uh, even though uh, strength training being the sole type of intervention. This is important uh, both for future research, uh, but also as a current best evidence guide to the clinicians and athletes working with uh, sports injury prevention. Although uh, stretching uh, can be claimed to be um, beneficial for other purposes, uh, there is no evidence whatsoever that that uh, stretching reduces uh, injuries when looking at the randomized clinical trials that we include in our study. This is relevant to, to spread this message uh, as well, as it has been common knowledge through many years that stretching has been uh, very effective. And uh, consequently, it has been performed by a large amount of athletes, uh, which is, uh, according to our results, um, not that beneficial, or not beneficial at all, actually. Um. So it really was the strength uh, training that came out on top? Yeah, uh, very clearly, actually. Um, the, the strength of your systematic review and the meta-analysis is certainly in, in your um, statistical model. Uh, I think uh, it would be interesting to, if you give us a little bit of detail uh, on how you set it up and what it entails. Uh, yeah, maybe I, I just want to answer the, the second question you asked before, first, um, because actually, uh, to be honest, we, there were some of the results uh, that did surprise us to, to some degree. Um, it was surprising to us that um, these multiple exposure programs uh, did not seem to uh, provide a better basis uh, for injury prevention um, uh, than they did. Uh, it would make intuitive sense if these varied exercises provided a reduced injury rates, uh, rate on, on many different injury types. But these re results um, suggest that it it is in, instead critical to ensure the effectiveness of every component in your prevention program instead, perhaps. Um, we were also uh, a bit surprised by, by the results of the strength training intervention. Um, it makes perfectly sense that strength training is able to strengthen muscles, bones, ligaments, tendons, and coordination as well. But uh, we have to admit we were a bit surprised uh, by how effective um, this intervention seemed to be. That um, that does seem interesting um, from your results, uh, that strength came out so strongly. And um, perhaps, as you say, we should be able to control or uh, measure the effect of each component uh, in the exercise intervention a little better. Yeah, precisely. Coming back to the statistics, uh, Lars, can you just run us through the model you used and uh, some of the basics uh, of the meta-analysis? Yeah, in a, in a meta-analysis, you analyze the common effect of all the studies included in the model you use. And in the first place, we uh, entered all 25 uh, randomized control trials into the model. And then you get a common estimate. The thing is that this common estimate 
showed heterogeneity, which actually means that the effects sized in each of the studies were not comparable. So it doesn't make sense to say all kinds of uh, prevention have the same effects. And therefore, we split the model into different type of interventions. So we have uh, gathered all the strength training studies into one category, stretch into another. Uh, those studies who had used multiple type of, of uh, training into a third, and the fourth uh, is studies uh, using some kind of balance or proprioceptive uh, type of training. And then it comes out that um, all the strength training studies actually show pretty much the same effect. They reduce the number of injuries to one-third. And uh, at the same time, uh, you, uh, you can analyze uh, the, the other types of interventions separately. And it's, it makes much more sense than just to give one estimate for the whole uh, type of uh, preventions, all type of preventions. So that, that's the main idea here. Another uh, thing is that when you do a meta-analysis, you actually have the chance to uh, improve the statistics made in the original articles because some of them have calculated it not completely right. Uh, and that happens always in, in science. So uh, we were able to uh, use the same kind of calculation for all the studies, which give a much better estimate, a more, more correct estimate, you could say. So th this is the basic of the, the statistical idea behind it. Physical activity prescription has gained much popularity in, in recent time and uh, even to address lifestyle diseases. Uh, Lars, how is our understanding of using physical activity as an intervention for sports injuries grown, allowing us to use it more effectively and indeed appropriately? I think it's very interesting that uh, it actually can, pre can prevent um, injuries too because injuries is... Dr. Larsen said earlier is a major problem, not just to the uh, sport, elite sportsmen, but also to the um, public health. Because if you get an injury, it's very common that you drop out of your ordinary exercise. So it's so widespread, the effects of, of uh, physical activity. But at the same time, you, knew, you need to do it intelligently because... If, if you uh, use physical activity to prevent uh, injuries, you may, if you are not doing it right, actually run into overuse injuries. So it, it must, it, it's very important how you do it. And I think this type of meta-analysis actually shows that some part, some types of activity is more beneficial than others. Yeah, and it seems injury rates affects a team's success, um, and so it would make sense that we implement these interventions um, as part of a management of the management of a team. Um, but when we have limited time, uh, what do we do? And, and uh, I think a question uh, we would have is how do we how do we sell this method to the coach and the team management? It's a very difficult question because I think we have tried that for many years, but. On the other hand, then I've seen initiatives where they really get the uh, knowledge out to the coaches. 
in the in the sports trauma center in Oslo, for example, they have made videos and and are trying to communicate the results of their trials to the coaches in in the sports, and it has actually worked quite a lot. Quite good, I, I would say. But it, it is a matter of uh, communication. And if you take other types of, of uh, risk behaviors, it has taken decades to get it uh, from the research and then into the society. For example, smoking, it was, it was discovered in the 40s, 50s that it was dangerous, but you have to go to the 90s before you got legislation, for example. And I think we just need to be a bit patient with the injury prevention too. And then when the knowledge is out there, it will definitely change behaviors. Yeah, I think you're right uh, in that sense a lot. Perhaps we just need to be a little bit patient. And certainly research like this uh, would um, help uh, push the agenda for this very important topic of uh, physical activity and exercise intervention to also prevent injury. Uh, Yepe, if I come back to you, um, you said you are planning a subsequent study uh, for the qualitative, uh, the qualitative uh, 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 data on these different uh, RCTs. Uh, what are you planning to do there? Uh, what we are planning to do is uh, take these uh, studies that we already included in, uh, in this meta-analysis and uh, see how much uh, tendencies uh, and and uh, things like that qualitative uh, how to do the strength training not just that uh, we stated now that it's effective but uh, but how should you do it that's that's question is uh, still not completely answered so to look into these uh, things see if we can see some tendencies uh, in these studies. Um, do we have a dose uh, resp- uh, a response um, where we see your more, the more strength training you do, the better, or, or is there something else going on that, uh, that we have to discover? Um, we don't know that yet, and uh, we're not so far along uh, in, in these analysis, but uh, it will be uh, very uh, exciting to uh, to see if we can come up with with some guidelines uh, or something like that to to see where is the field at the moment uh, when we look at these RCTs. And uh, with that in mind, uh, what would you say from the results from this study and the the work uh, that you've done? Uh, what would be the take home message for the clinician? Uh, I think uh, the take-home message for the clinician uh, is is primarily to critically appraise how you use uh, your patients and athletes' time. Uh, stretching was uh, once seen as a very effective um, intervention and and multiple exposure programs for for sports injury prevention is still very uh, widely utilized. But if if for example strength training and proprioception slash stabilization exercises is more effective, uh, you will achieve more in less time by doing these uh, exercises instead. Uh, And we believe this is of central importance to both the recreative and elite athlete. Um, It may also be easier to make the coaches, the athletes and the teams 
uh, accept a focus program uh, instead of these uh, a little bit of everything programs uh, and therefore promote the dissemination of uh, sports injury prevention exercises. And it seems that uh, in general or uh, looking at the trends um, in healthcare now that we are looking towards some guidance for providing physical activity as an intervention. Well, thank you, gentlemen, both for joining us today on this BJSM podcast. We certainly have gained uh, much from uh, the good work, and we look forward to uh, the follow-up, uh, the follow-up research that uh, will come from from this very exciting project. Um, uh, and we look forward to hearing from you both again.